Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network Match Report. It's finished at the Hawthorns. It's West Bromwich Albion 2, Newcastle United 2. Get in! And what a finish to that game. What a finish. I'm, I, I was hoping we'd get, you know, at least a draw to stop the rot. Four straight defeats. If it was going to be a fifth against a club without a manager, that are on the wane, that... You know, I mean, they got a decent point um, against Tottenham at the weekend, but I was thinking there's got to be something there. But then, well, let's let's take it from the start. So the Rafa reverted to a four-two-three-one after having about I think it was three games of the four-four-two, all defeats. Hoslu retained his place, I think, um, which is sort of unsurprising and surprising at the same time. Um, Murphy and Ritchie retained the places, but the centre midfield has completely changed. Hayden came back in after suspension. Marino started. Shelby dropped. And Mbemba came in at left-back, as well as Elliot dropping to the bench in favour of Carl Dolos. There's quite a few changes there. And obviously Rafa Benitez wanted to get... I mean, we talked about, if you, if you saw my Watford... Uh, match report video I was talking about Rafa's blanket bear with me so if, if you watch that video I explain Rafa's blanket analogy that he likes to use um, and I think whereas we were pushing too many men forward with the 4-4-2 and being too exposed at the back he wanted to shore up get tighter uh, be more compact and more difficult to penetrate with a 4-2-3-1 so I think that's why he's gone with a 4-2-3-1 away from home He's brought in two tacklers in the centre of midfield. And Jose Perez also came in for Dwight Gale. So he's sort of going back to what he knew uh, from before when we were kind of scraping 1-0s and well, sometimes losing 1-0s as well, but it was a lot tighter. And we seem to... I mean, the, the, the first half was much of a non-event, really. There was a, there was a couple of chances here and there. Rondon hit the, uh, the bar from distance and... You know, we, we looked interested a couple of times. A couple of crosses had gone in. Hosselu with a flicked on header that just went wide. And another cross that uh, their, their keeper mixed up and Hagazi had to kind of bring it out. That was kind of bobbling around the, uh, the you know, the, the, around just in front of their goal line. But large, I think it was very much a nil-nil half. And I think we were ready to go in, nil-nil. And... You know, what Rafa likes to do is sort of assess the first half, look for, maybe make a few changes at half-time, maybe not in personnel, but tactically, and then look to kind of penetrate and exploit the weaknesses that he's seen. Now, <laughs> it was history repeating itself, because across from the left, again, we conceded three goals on Saturday from crosses from the left, Yedlin's side. I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not necessarily vilifying him, but... He, he has been in the thick of all the goals we've been conceding recently and even he'll concede that it's not good enough um, and he's better than that. He is better than that. And Hal robson Carnu, one of the most uninspiring players in the Premier League, um, loses Kieran Clark. Mbemba tries to do his best to kind of make up for it and Carl Dollar's not going to save a header from, from robson Carnu from the six-yard box. And just on the stroke of half-time, like we did against Watford, like we did against Man United, 
conceding just before half time, Rafa was furious. He was throwing his coat, he was probably swearing in Spanish, but he, he was visibly vexed and, and you, you can see why because we had been so, there'd been a, the, they hadn't really been a goal threat West Brom going forward. As, well, it probably is about as much as we had been. We, we sort of nullified each other. It was, a, it was a war of attrition in the first half. Yet they got the breakthrough. Now, looking at trends, certainly the last two games. So, let me see if I remember this. Against Man United, we conceded in the well, we conceded on, in the forty-fifth minute, injury time, just before half time. We then came out and. They conceded. We then conceded um, straight after the break in the fifty-fourth minute against Watford. We conceded in injury time on the stroke of half time. In the second half, we conceded in the sixty-second minute. Today, tonight, we conceded just before half time, and then conceded in the fifty-sixth minute. So there's something that happens after conceding a goal before half time that we just haven't. We don't sort of gather ourselves mentally. And so we've conceded, having conceded just before half-time in the last three games, we've then gone on to concede in the 54th, 56th and 62nd minutes. It's crazy. It's almost like, it, it, it's, almost like it's written, it's pre-written, it's, it, it's meditated, it's, it, it, it's, it's baffling. And, and that's got to be a focus thing. It's a mentality thing. It really is. And I don't know if it's the fact that we're just... Our squad is thin, so people are exhausted and mentally fatigued because there's not enough rotation going on, or we're just going through a bad patch, or we're missing Lascelles, or I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just a dip, but it seems to happen. And this time it was across from the right hand side, yet it was Yedlin's side again. Where the where you know where the punishment was struck and it was uh, Fields who seemed to have a really good game, and you know you look at the Burnley goal that was at the back post Yedlin should have been marking. You look at the Martial goal, the equaliser at Man United. I'm not saying Yedlin should be beating Martial certainly, but that's where the goal came from. And then it happened again. He he went for a head. He missed it completely. And Fields just, just tucked it away for 2-0. Now that looks dead and buried already. You know, granted when Watford scored their goal on the about the hour mark, they were 3-0 down and we they were out of sight. But 2-0 down, I don't know what it was. Something just, something seemed to change. And Aaron's came on for Murphy, I think, first. Then we saw... Mitrovic come on inevitably for Hosselu who had inevitably um, a very quiet game and didn't look threatening at all must say and and Shelby came on and Shelby was afforded a lot of space he started spraying it about more Richie looked a bit more involved Yedlin was determined to put it you know to, to make amends and he started pushing forward he got across wrong he then, but, but, but I mean, it's just the fact that he's a really good uh, overlapping option for Richie, and it gives us. But with the penetration that you know, um, Shelby and Marino give us with 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 passing, that, that ball threaded through for I think Perez, who was just offside from Shelby, and it just cut open their defence. He squared it back. I think Hayden put it in, but you know, there were there were there were 
there was there was kind of signs since they came on that we were you know really pushing for it and we we looked dangerous again and we looked a different side really it was it was quite incredible and it was a and it was a corner swap swung in from uh, from the right hand side and Clark is just in absolute ache I mean that was <laughs> that's kind of a goal we'd expect to be conceding in our own box you know Clark was I don't know who he was supposed to be getting picked up by, but he ended up being on Neom, I think it was. But he, you know, by that point, he's already up in the air and a great header in, and that wasn't uh, that wasn't too long after the other goal. And it just gave us a lot of belief, and you know, the, the fans, you could hear them on the on the on on, on the TV <coughs> stream, um, all all match, and it was absolutely fantastic. You could just sort of feel a bit of energy and a bit of electricity and belief that we think. Come on, these are there for the taking. Their heads were down. And the whole second half was basically us pumping balls into the box and trying to penetrate them and really putting them on the back foot. And we got loads of corners. And, you know, the eventual equaliser, again, another ball whipped in from the right-hand side, a corner. And, you know, a bit of presence from Newcastle player. And it was Rondon and a mixture of Rondon and Evans. I think it eventually came off Evans. Uh, for the equaliser at the near post, I mean the keeper. I, I don't know how the keeper legislates for that at all. But it was a it was an amazing moment that we we finally you know the the character that we showed from being two nil down, having been three nil down at the weekend and had an absolute pasting and against Man United as well to be then two nil down again. Those players are fighting for Rafa Benitez and they believe in him, you know. And he must have said something at half. I mean, you could see how vexed he was going into half time. But the fact that we then came back and then looked like winning it at the end, the, the pressure that we were applying to them was fen absolutely phenomenal. And I think we probably deserved to win in the end. But I'll take the draw. I, mean, I said before the game, I thought, you know, I'd absolutely take a draw. Anything to stop the rot of four defeats in a row, possibly a fifth, which we haven't. We're now up to 15 points. Rafa Benitez wants 20 before the year's out. That's his target. So he wants another five points between now. So basically we've got the whole of December to get five points. That's where he wants to be. And that gets us to January. And that gets us to halfway to safety. So, you know, we're going to be spirited by this, by this performance. You know, the second half performance. In the last, in, against Watford, I talked about how... With a 4-4-2, we were very good in the first halves against Bournemouth and against Man United. But with not taking chances, we then couldn't go on and, and, and get anything. Against Watford, with a 4-4-2, well, we neither offered anything going forward, given that we'd pushed more men forward and had more attacking mindset, and we were exposed at the back. So Watford was, you know, we weren't, there were no redeeming features from the, from the Watford performance whatsoever. Whereas at least against Man United, it was a spirited first half and we looked dangerous, which sort of vindicated the 4-4-2. Against Bournemouth as well, we had a goal disallowed. We looked, we hit the post. We, 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 we had loads of chances against Bournemouth that we could have, you know, tuned up. We'd be flying, we'd have been out of sight. So at least, you know, with that 4-4-2 formation, we were kind of, yes, we were being less cautious and a bit more risky going forward, but we wanted to create more chances because that's been an issue for us. Scoring at all. You know, this is the first time we've scored two goals since um, the Stoke game, I think. Am I right there? I think it's the Stoke game. The last time we scored two 
two goals. And that's, that's, that's incredible, that's ludicrous. And I've got to say that Mitrovic changed the game again. When he came on against Watford for Hosselu, he changed the game. He looked hungry. He, he's, he's got that bite and edge that Hosselu maybe just wouldn't, you know, doesn't like to, you know, too nice as, as what I said against in, in, the, in the Watford uh, match report, that Hosselu was a bit too nice, whereas Mitrovic got a bit about him. He's aggressive and he's, he's hungry. And I just thought he was a really good target man to aim for, the way that he kept that ball in across the far, far side where it looked like a it looked like a lost cause. And he and he, and he you know he's fighting for his future. And I, th I really think Rafa could do worse than than letting him um, show what he's got. I mean he's 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 you know the the, the leeway he's given, you know the chances he's afforded, Hosselu, and is, you know great he's a trier. But what's he, he's a striker at the end of the day, and he's our only striker if we're playing one up front, and we need goals, and we're struggling for goals. Let's give Mitrovic a go. I know Rafa absolutely hates him, and 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 and, and, and I think he's probably gone in January. I really do. I cannot see how. But but in this situation, I do think Rafa Benitez needs to just change it up. He must have seen, and he will have seen the difference that Mitrovic made against Watford, and against. West Brom tonight, but and Shelby as well. I I think I know why he went for two defensive midfielders. Marino, as much as he's kind of deep line playmaker, he does make interceptions and clearances and tackles. He is defensive. Hayden's defensive. So I can I can see him wanting to shore back after that three 0 pump and at the weekend, and play two defensive midfielders to go cautiously. But when Shelby came on, you know, maybe the fact that he didn't start meant that. They didn't have a game plan against Shelby, but he seemed to just have so much time on the ball tonight. And he, you know, the way he could pick out passes and, it, it, you know, he just brings that extra dimension. And that's it's a weapon that we can use. Aaron's looked a lot better, I think, coming off the bench. And maybe, you know, Murphy looked. He, he just keep kept running into trouble. First half, Murphy he kept. He was dribbling. He just lost. I think he made a few poor decisions. I'm not saying write him off. But Aaron's is knocking on the door now. Obviously, Atsu's still injured, but Aaron's is knocking on the door, and maybe Aaron's gets a start. Maybe Aaron's and Mitrovic come in. Um, I don't think Darlo did anything particularly bad in that game. I think the two goals were basically scored from the six-yard box, and there's very little you can do about that. I think that's a defensive issue. I think does. I think I think Benitez has a quandary because I think he absolutely loves the how dangerous Yedlin is going forward. And I love it. He's probably one of our most dangerous players, the quickest players um, on, the, on, on the wing. But conversely, he's technically, you know, he's, his defensive abilities are limited. I get the impression that Yedlin was a young winger, but was converted to a right back. And I don't think he has that defensive instinct, whereas I think he's a, you know, a very hard worker and a learner. And I think under Rafa, he's, he's come on and he's been nurtured tactically but he's just having a bit of a howler at the minute. And that happens, and that's fine. It doesn't mean we've write him off, and that's his end of his Newcastle career. Far from it. But we have the likes of Mbemba, who I think came in and, and did a decent job, probably better than Mankiw, I'd, I'd say. Mbemba can play right back if he wants to drop Yedlin just for a couple of games, just to get his head right. Hammers is available as well. So we have, we have options. 
if we want to try something a bit different. But I think Rafa likes the penetration that Yedlin provides and is, you know, is a synergy with, with Richie on that right-hand side. So I think there's plenty of positives to take from that. Yeah, win would have been amazing and we all would crazily we'd all would have been really, really shocked had we got the three points there, but a draw is absolutely fantastic, especially under those circumstances. And you 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 think about West Brom now, we go on Twitter now and see all the West Brom fans, they'll be devastated with that, being 2-0 up and then and then losing it. Absolutely losing it, you know, coasting. It's a bit like Liverpool's severe a couple of weeks ago, it's a bit like Borussia Dortmund, Schalke, mentally weak, allowed their opponents to come back into the game, and we were just, I think it was, a, it, was a, it was a mixture of them being mentally weak, and us just having the desire and fight, and you know, we're fighting for survival, Rafa was in, in no uncertain terms why, we, why we're here, and why, how we got there in his, in his press conference this week, and he's right, and many people say, well, He's not going to instill confidence into the side, slagging them off and saying Oslo's only worth five million, so he's not very good because a proper striker was is worth at least fifteen million upwards. For me, it's important what he says to the players, face to face, one on one, in person. It, it, sound bites in a press conference that, that matters little to me. It's it's what he says to Oslo on a daily basis, how he instills confidence in them on the training ground and otherwise, and before matches, and after matches, and during matches. That's what counts. It's not what he says in the press conference. What he was saying in the press conference, he was attacking Mike Ashley because he's trying to, <laughs> quite rightly, let everyone know where your anger should be aimed at. It's not Rafa Benitez. He might have made a few cosmetic mistakes in terms of like maybe player selection or subs here and there, or not putting a sub on a bit sooner. Small things, minor factors, really, on the big scale of things. But the big scale of things is a squad that is the fifth, it's the fifth lowest squad value in the entire Premier League. So based on squad value, for argument's sake, I appreciate that's not how football works, but based on squad value, you know, we'd be, um, we'd be 16th in the table. Whereas now, Currently, I think we're I think we're up to about twelfth. Um, we're up to twelfth at the minute, level on points with Huddersfield, but they've got a game in hand, um, and one point behind Southampton. So it's looking a bit rosier. It's given us another point just to get you know that we can dine out on for another week or so. It just keeps us. It just keeps our head above water. You know, we've got West Ham and Swansea to play on 10 points and uh, 9 points respectively so the, as it stands we're still we're 5 points clear of the drop zone but obviously this is all going to change after the Wednesday night fixtures but let's just get back to Rafa Benitez and if there's one man who's tactically astute if there's one man who learns from mistakes and knows how to fix them or at least knows has actually there's some, there's some method behind what he's trying if he tries something different there's method behind the 4-4-2 because he felt we weren't scoring enough and that was costing us so he wanted us to push forward a bit more and we did create more chances against Bournemouth and Man United so in that respect it did work but the, the results, results didn't necessarily go our way but there's still method behind that and the Watford game I think we've learned a lot there there's some same there's, there's some similar mistakes popping up which 
probably not enough time between Watford and, and West Brom to kind of rectify that. But damn right, you know what Rafa Benitez is going to be working on in the training ground this week. He's going to be working on Yedlin. He's going to be working on Clark. You know, if, if Lascelles isn't going to be back still. He's going to be working on that back four. He's going to be working on keeping our defence compact again. Getting back that defensive discipline that served us really well um, in, in, you know, in a couple of months ago when we were picking up results only by a goal here and there, but some of them were victories and some of them were draws. So, sorry, not draws. Most, it, we either seem to lose or, um, or draw. Uh, lose or win usually um, so yeah so we were either, you know the, the games were on a knife edge whereas the last two games haven't been on a knife edge at all so we've got a point it, it, I think mentally that's absolutely huge I think it'll be so much more to us than it will to West Brom and hopefully their punishment uh, for scoring two against us will be the appointment of Alan Pardew which I'm really looking forward to um, because he's terrible. Um, but we play away to Chelsea at the weekend. That's not going to be an easy game. I'd argue that it's almost written off as a, as a, as a defeat already. However, we'll have belief from this away performance. And last season, Rafa was fantastic on the road. We've beaten Swansea away this season as well. So there's, I mean, obviously there's a big gulf between Swansea and Chelsea. But... We've seen teams like Watford, they ended up losing at Chelsea, but teams like Watford really take a game to Chelsea. So there's potential there. We saw, you know, the Liverpool goal um, against Chelsea was full of defensive errors. So, I mean, we're likely going to lose against Chelsea, but anything can happen. And with some instilled belief and a couple of personnel changes, who knows? I'm really looking forward to that game. I'm going to be in London for it, but I'm sadly not going to the game, but I'll be in amongst it, probably in a pub full of Chelsea fans. So we'll see how that goes. Um, if I'm not back for a, a, a match report after that, um, you know I didn't survive. Um, but um, you have this YouTube channel as my legacy. Anyway, I'm having to whisper a bit because my family are in bed. But thanks very much for watching and if you've been listening as well. Really appreciate your comments on the Watford video. If you haven't watched that, please have a look at it and you know see where I thought things went wrong at the weekend. But things definitely went slightly less wrong tonight. And I think second half, brilliant. Probably probably one of the best away halves that we've had there of the season in terms of how much we dominated, the chances we created and that we've really looked like taking all three points at one point. But I'm delighted. A draw, we've stopped the rot. So, so, so important. I think that's huge. Thanks very much. I've been Adam. This has been a two network match report as ever. Get your comments in. Subscribe on YouTube, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook as well. There's all my social plugs. Thanks very much everyone. I've been Adam. Bye-bye.